Welcome to the CSRG Podcast. I'm Keanu. And I'm Chris. And we are back right in time for COVID-19 slash coronavirus slash light beer virus. Um, apologies for the audio. We're, uh, we are practicing social distancing. So we're not in person today. We're doing this off of Discord. So we're just trying to make the audio quality work for this time around. Um, but today we're just going to talk about what we've been doing since the shooting season for 2020 has been canceled. Um, we're not we're only half the season. Half, I mean, so far, so right? Far. Um, I think right now it's still in debate in regards to whether uh, it's going to be extended because I think most most agencies are saying probably August, maybe a little bit before July if we're lucky. Uh, I heard USPSA said they're expecting uh, everything to be back back to normal by July, which would be um, nice. Um, I've heard projections as close as May. It really depends on how well everybody does with social distancing and quarantine and all that stuff, right? Because I mean, in the end, if yeah. if people mess it up, this is this can last a long time and the impacts could be pretty large, not only for USPSA but uh, the rest of the economy, right? Yeah, I mean, this is we're already seeing lasting effects on the economy, and it's not looking good for the most part. Nah. So um, buy your tampons so... now. Buy your Glocks now. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy for people like for. For people like you and I to to, to be uh, pretty comfortable with the situation right now, because you and I are blessed enough where we're not affected by uh, pandemic for the most part in our lines of work. Yeah, so, I mean, I work from home most days anyway, so what's... Yeah, this is pretty normal for me, so the state of Virginia has basically, they, they went full tilt at the beginning of the week, um, yeah. last week. And then it was and this week they shut So, like, restaurants down. are takeout only, um... It wasn't this week. It was last last Monday, I think. Yeah, no, but the executive order, or was it state of emergencies, took place this Tuesday at uh, midnight, pretty much. They shot down all the non-essentials, which included things like barber shops, etc. So it, it was recommended yeah. a couple of weeks ago, but this week is when well, non-essential retail stores are allowed to stay open too, um, um, as long as they're limited limited to ten people per like area or whatever. Okay, so so they're not fully um, shut down, which is which is good, but. Um, yeah. What does this mean for the USPSA season for us and our friends, though? Um, pretty We're much screwed. every single match has been shut down in our area, um, except I think Shadowhawk is still running Steel Challenge just because there's um, logistics. It's, it's a smaller, like it's not as tight as yeah. USPSA in and, terms of volume of people. And not only and that, whatnot. like it's a lot easier to you know just have your shooter and your RO in the shooting box for the Steel Challenge, and you're able to control that flow of people. But USPSA with you know 10 people squads, and then you have ROs running around or the range masters um, it's a little tough so I think I know there's some matches still going on in North Carolina but we're pretty much just done in Virginia right yeah yeah um, and I'm trying to avoid I've pretty much quarantined myself with my roommates uh, and everything be, just because um, I have a roommate who's high risk so I need to try and prevent him from getting sick yeah which is which is smart but um you know, it's kind of bad timing, not just for the world, but uh, but for you in general, right? Because I picked up the 92X performance. I could not shoot it, and so now I sold it to you. Yeah. You, you, you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about the guns. Well, so you've, you've come across a few new guns in the last three months. Yeah, and mainly it's because, right. uh, you know, the shooting season hasn't really ramped up, and then COVID-19 happened, and what happens when you don't practice? You just get severe gas, and you start buying everything and selling everything um but i was really excited to shoot the 92x not and... shooting makes you fart no gas gear acquisition syndrome you've never heard the term before 
I'm too poor for that. Wow. I see. Um... I've just been dry firing <laughs> like two to three times a day and roasting coffee. See, but I, I had that because I had the luxury of selling my CK, so I no longer have that. And then I sold uh, the Beretta. So, I mean, yeah. I had some money to... Okay, so, so uh, long story short, Chris was looking at production guns, and I found a... I found Langdon Tactical had a whole bunch of... Uh, or had a small batch of Langdon Work 92Xs in stock, and I told Chris to get one because uh, he liked how my, my Langdon... 90, my, my 92 GLTT Elite felt. And I said, hey, you should get this. And I thought it would have a smaller grip because it was a Vertec frame. Turns out it's not a smaller grip. Weird, it's a bigger grip. Like, it's weird, though, because I feel like it's... It's wide, but it's not long. Yeah, it, it's not, like, it's it's just odd. Like, because it's technically smaller, but I feel like it makes it harder for smaller hands. Um, yeah, so Chris shot it, like, he put, like, what, 100 rounds through it, and he's just like, I can't shoot this, and then he offers it to me, so I bought it, and now I've been shooting I've put 1,000 rounds through it at this point. Because the, the weirdest thing about it, too, is I think um, the height over bore, uh, you know, having shot CZs for as long as I have, um, definitely made it a little bit difficult with smaller hands, especially just the way that the Vertec grip was. Um, I feel like it's, you know, a more upright angle, which makes the the height over bore a little bigger and just with small hands, I couldn't get my hands up high enough on the gun. Um, and so it was just like the flippiest thing ever. And what is it? Yours weighed in at like 49 ounces when you weighed it, right? Well, okay. So I'll, I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but, um, but either yeah, way, so I think it's like 47 ounces stock. It, it's a heavy gun. Um, yeah. But when I was shooting it, like no matter how hard I gripped or whatever, it was, it would just, it was just a flippy gun, and it was actually embarrassing to shoot just because I couldn't get a good grip on it. And so um, I tried. It was a lot of fighting on it. You know, I, I just fought the gun a lot, and I figured if I'm going to have to fight it like this, there's just no point. It felt like I was learning how to shoot all over again, and it just was not fun. Yeah, that was how you described it. Well, I'll, so I'll, I'll concede this. I think the way it, come from, the way it came from factory with the Brigadier slide and the stock 13-pound recoil spring... Yes, it's only 13 pounds, but on a Beretta, they're sprung lighter inherently. Um, I think 13 pounds is oversprung. I dropped an 11 in it, and it freaking shoots awesome. With a 13, I felt like it was the the sights track as well as I wanted to. It wasn't as it didn't return to zero as as neatly as the 11 pounder. Um, I didn't have any sight dip or anything, so I don't know if it was just the way the gun was recoiling in my hands. Or if it was a matter of grip strength, but I don't think it was a grip strength issue. Um, yeah. But I put the 11 in, and it tracks really, really well now. And I think right now it's at a good spot. But I think in sync with the heavier Brigadier slide, because it's three ounces heavier, which for any anyone who's picked up a one-ounce tungsten guide rod, they know one ounce makes a big difference, especially when it's reciprocating. So yeah. imagine three of those strapped onto a Beretta slide and going back and forth with the same spring force as a stock Beretta with a lighter slide. Yeah, and, and I mean, even with the 13-pound spring, even when it was a little bit flippy, um, with a good grip, it did return to zero pretty quickly. Um, but it was just, it was just a, like, it just felt like you were fighting it, or at least for me, it just felt like I was fighting it, even though the return to zero is pretty good. I mean, there was just way too much muzzle flip. Um, and, you know, the uh, I feel like a lighter gun with that much muzzle flip isn't as bad to shoot because it's light but it was a it was a big chunk of it was a big chunk that's just reciprocating 
it it feels different, right? Head. Like it almost feels like shooting the ninety two X almost feels like you're shooting like a forty five ACP because it's not snappy. It's a push. Yeah, but it's like almost it, it definitely pushes you more than it more than it snaps up and down. So like I have a Langdon, I have my ninety two G LTT Elite, and I have the ninety two X Performance, and I shot it. I shot them side by side, and you can feel the difference just in how they're uh, they're sprung the same. I mean, and you can feel the difference in 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 the Vertex slide versus the Brigadier slide, and it's it's definitely it definitely makes it feel like a bigger gun when you're shooting it when it's not. Yeah, and but. Overall, though, I, I'm I'm happy it's worked out for you because, my goodness, the trigger on that thing is probably better than any double-action, single-action gun that I've ever shot. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the I, I guess my biggest complaint with the CZs, I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but there's definitely a wall that you hit in the double-action, which, again, it's the way that CZ Custom does the work, Cajun Gunworks does the work, it's almost negligible, but it's definitely a... Di- turret or it makes it a little bit harder to shoot um the 92x performance the ltt trigger job was almost like a revolver trigger pull it was just very clean it's There's not no stagey wall. at all it not just rolls yet. it's beautiful it's like that it's honestly what like i've you had an accu shadow better shot a little bit i've had an accu shadow i've got an spo one that's got 600 dollars of aftermarket parts on it and it is it's freaking awesome yeah, um, I, 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 I'm borrowing from a friend, and what else? Like, and like, I have two 2011s here, and I really have to say, the single action is honestly about it's it's about close to par with my Atlas. Um, it's it's a sub two pound single action trigger, and it's freaking awesome. And the tri- I mean, like, there's no travel on it. Yeah, and I mean CZs. I I've probably had four CZ custom guns. Um, uh, like you know CZ Shadows, uh, from CZ Custom. You know, from all iterations of years, just because I've bought and sold so many. Um, and I mean, from a trigger weight perspective, you can get CZs very close, but you suffer on the reset. Uh, you suffer on the trigger break a little bit to get it that light, but they get I, mushy. Yeah, I don't. They I get don't really, know, really mushy. I don't know what it is about the Beretta trigger geometry, but you know, it's a, probably sub two pounds. It's got a very positive reset and it's got a really positive break and. Yeah. I don't I don't know what Langdon does to it that makes it like that or whether it's just the nature of the trigger geometry for the Berettas. Well, so but, I think that was a big part of the marketing for the uh, 92X because they developed the trigger module just for that. So it's the 90, it's the X, it's the performance, it's like the X performance trigger, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. And it's you can put it in any other Beretta too, which is the cool part because the the performance is just a frame safety. 92 everything else is the same so it shares 99% of the parts with uh, a Langdon or, or with it with any Beretta so you could technically outside of the safety mechanism so people you can buy the extreme it, it's the extreme S trigger you can buy the extreme S trigger you can drop it into any other gun it won't be quite as good just because of the way it interfaces with the um the way the trigger interfaces with the safety but you can get it like 90% there. And like, I, I know a few people who have done it already, like on Facebook groups and stuff. And they, and it, it's, it looks pretty damn close. I'm not going to lie. So, I mean, that definitely opens up a lot for just Beretta in general, right? Because, I mean, you can technically take the Extreme S and drop it into any Beretta you want. So, let's say you just have a 92A1. You can drop it into a 92A1, send it off to Lane and Tactical, and they can do the work and probably get you very, very close to what the 92X performance is, right? So, I mean, it's almost like yep. getting yeah. a. Uh, firing pin block SPO one versus a shadow. What really helps is that the um, is the ninety two uh, 
is all of Landon's guns come with the OP trigger bar if you want it. And this one has the OP, which is it's the optimized performance trigger bar, and okay, it's awesome. freaking awesome. Like it minimizes the the over travel and the reset a lot on the on the trigger pull. Um, because normally the way Berettas work and the way most guns with firing pin blocks work is, um, and the 92X still has a firing pin block in it. Um, the, the way they they usually work is when you reset the trigger. Um, it won't reset until it disengage until it reengages the firing pin block. So if you look at the Berettas or if you look at CZs, you'll see in the very back there's a little thing lifting up and down, and that's a firing pin block and, um, arm. So it won't reset until until the firing pin block drop gets propped back up and is blocking the firing pin again. So what the OP trigger bar does is it keeps the firing pin block engaged while you're resetting the trigger. You don't need to come out all the way, so it minimizes the reset by a considerable amount. Uh. I know it's not it's not the biggest deal for me when when I'm um, uh, actually you know, shooting. Yeah, I don't think it's the biggest deal, but you do you do notice it when you're trying to shoot quickly, um, because it's just less travel through your hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm not really big on the reset or anything, but it having less travel is nice, and I always appreciate it. I could less I could care less about um like how you know how much I feel how much of it I feel, but if like the the travel to me matters. Yeah, um, so that's why, like on CZs, you see people do stuff like they'll get the lighter, um, they'll get the extended lifter for the firing pin block, and they'll get lighter firing pin block springs and stuff like that. So that that's the reason behind all of that. They're trying to minimize how much how much interference you're getting from that firing pin block. Yeah, um, but then you know, trigger aside, with the 92x performance, I think the biggest thing that we've agreed on is that the weight feels a little weird, right? The way that it's kind of positioned itself. Um, it's a little nose heavy. It's better balanced than a Shadow Two, I, I have to say. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that as well. But I don't think it's as well balanced as my 2011 or your 2011. Yeah, um, or even the SPL one. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, our 2011s have 11 ounce grips on them. They do, which I think right is is what the Beretta needed. Surprisingly, like you needed to just put some of the weight back into the grip, like you would if you threw on a PT Evo. Um, and you know, speaking of the grips themselves, I was actually surprised at how bad the grip texture was from the factory, right? The the panel grips at. I'm not surprised. Have you ever picked up a factory competition gun and been like, "Wow, this um, has nice grip texture"? I don't think I can say that about any. Like, okay, CZ Custom gets a pass because it, it's a freaking custom shop. Yeah, and they and, still have, like, production-level guns, right? And they're custom grips, I guess, technically. Too, right, but like, custom a, grips. but, like, a company with the scale of manufacture in, in, like, CZ or Beretta or SIG and stuff like that, I've never picked up a, a, a grip from any of those companies and been like, wow, this feels great. But, I, I mean, <laughs> it's sad to say, but I think <laughs> uh, the MMP 2.0 had better grip texture on their backstraps than the Beretta grips did. Um, the 2.0 probably has the best grip texture, I think, of, yeah. of any and, factory gun. That, like, it's it's honestly really, really good. And I don't know. I would have expected, uh, you know, Beretta coming out with a Ipsic specific gun to have grips with a little bit more aggressive texture than it did. Because I think the most aggressive well, part. Well, Ipsic, you can replace grips. Yes, but like, you know, just in general, being like it's a it's a competition oriented gun, um, I was I would have expected, you know. The grip to be more aggressive everywhere except for where the 92x is embossed in it because i think that was the grippiest part <laughs> of the panel grip when it first came out yeah that's again. where the most texture is so yeah so i silicon carbided the wraparound grip and by the way i use the wraparound grip because i'm used to the 92 
um, like the M9A1, 92A1 style frame with the hump in the back, and that's what my 2011 feels like. So it comes naturally to me to to pick up a gun and point and like my natural point of aim is a lot uh, more natural with that kind of grip. And I tried it with a straight grip, and it, that's a no go. I don't like Vertec grips. Yeah, and I I, I, I would definitely think. I, I think the wraparounds felt better too when you put them on, and actually the backstrap texture on the wraparound was really it's nice. It's awesome. And I'm just surprised they didn't do something like that similarly all the way across because I feel like that's what they should have done. But, um, and not only yeah, that, it, it recently got production approved, right? I mean, you're speaking with Eric. I think I'm the. Yeah, I spoke. I spoke to the pistol product manager um on, uh, at Beretta, and. I was asking when the 92X was going to be legal. He says, as soon as we have enough to make a threshold. And I said, okay, well, that's, well, I don't know if you know this, but ju literally just last week, or, I mean, this, just last week, two weeks ago, was um, was when USPSA changed the rules to 500 units in production and carry optics, not <laughs> 2,000. Yeah. So I told him, and he's like, oh, sweet. So he files the paperwork, and then, you know, come three days later, it's production legal, and I think I might be the first person in in the U.S. to have shot a, the 92X uh, in its production legal state in production division. Yes, because I know there was somebody who shot Florida State last year. They were they got their uh, they got their hands on one earlier than everyone that I saw. They went to Florida. Was it Florida Open? I think it was a match sometime in late late the later half of the year. I'm in Florida, and uh, they ended up getting bumped to open because the 92X performance was not later half open. in the year. Yeah, that sounds like uh, that would have been, I think, that would have been nationals, dude. It, it might have been. been. I, I don't know. Um, it was just a match, I think, in Universal. Somebody was at a major with the 92X performance, and uh, they got bumped to open. That's so, funny. I, yeah, I think you might actually be the first one to have shot the 92X performance in production at a sanctioned USPSA match. I feel so special. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's nice. I, I think it's it's got a few things that I don't like about it, but I think I think it stands out more than any other production gun. And honestly, like ha having shot my Langdon so much, I'm really happy that there's like a really really good competition gun now. So, from Beretta out so, of the factory, and it's nice to see a large company like this um, give support because I'm mean, outside of CZ and Sig, you really don't see this level of support. I well, mean, and it's also nice because parts are so interchangeable. You can make a nice, you can, you can make a crappy Beretta nice. Yeah, and I mean, if when you think about it from large manufacturers as well, I mean, they might have some competition guns, but that's usually custom shop stuff where they don't, you know, produce in in a mass format like you know uh bread is doing now with sigas like you said as well um but when it comes down to it you know if between the ltt because i think what you paid 900 dollars for that gun somewhere on there i paid just over a thousand dollars because it was the i bought it from langdon because i wanted the trigger work on it gotcha so so when you look at the guns i think the the 92x was about 1450 from Langdon, and you're looking with at LT the trigger job. Yeah, you're looking at LTTs. Let's say 1050 or 1100 bucks. Is there a clear winner between the two platforms, the 92X performance versus the Langdon 92G? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's the 300 dollars is no brainer to spend on top of the LTT just to get the 92X. Yeah. Like I, I think that's that's an easy no brainer. Gotcha. Um, Cause, cause for, I... for a few reasons, like first of all, it's a frame safety gun. It's heavier. 
Um, I'm sure you vividly remember us changing the sites out on my LTT. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I, I like, so, so Langdon, the LTT comes with fixed U-notch rear sights, and they're good if you're going to go and LARP. They're not good if you're going to go shoot USPSA. They don't have the level of precision you want um, for action shooting. So I had to replace the rear sight with an LPA, and it was a pain in the butt to get on. Um, and it was just, and I had to file the front sight down. So because it wasn't adjustable, I had to do a bunch of stuff just to make sure it was shooting where I wanted it to. And it's doing that now, but I think I put way too much work into making it uh, USPSA viable. Gotcha. So I mean, if you if you were to have Langdon do the same type of work, I mean, you're probably looking at close to twelve, thirteen hundred, if you want to get the ninety two G, you know, USPSA ready from the from the distributor or from Langdon themselves. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I remember there was there was a little bit of debate when you know we were first shooting the gun side by side whether it was worth it or not. So after having put thousand rounds through, it's good to hear that the ninety two X performance does live up to its hype compared to some other Berettas. Um, of the yeah. same family. Um, class, I'm really so. digging it. Yep. Nice. And I think I think another nitpick is the beaver tail curves down, unlike 2011s, 1911s, CZs, where the beaver tail goes out and up. So it feels a little weird, but you get used to it. But I, I, I think that's the that's what I'm struggling with on the draw right now. I'm jamming my hand way too high up on the beaver tail. It's getting caught on the beaver tail, so I'm missing my grip. Oh, interesting. Um, and so and it's, it's is it distinctly different from the 92G? Yeah, because the 92G pretty much has no beaver tail, which I like. Ah, I like I the fact that there's there's no beaver tail whatsoever, so I can grip super high on the gun. Yeah. Huh. Like, it's almost, I want to say it's it, it's a small fraction of an inch, and you can definitely see it when you're sighting and when you're picking the gun up and drawing a sight picture. Gotcha. Yeah. Whack. Um, it, it is definitely a little whack. Um, But, you know, it's, so I guess aside from the, the bread, it just sucks that COVID-19 um, hit when it did right because we're pretty much today was like what 75 degrees outside or something ridiculous like yeah, that 60 degrees have you not been outside at all today i've walked the dogs a couple of times but you know i was in the shade no sun um but it seemed like a really nice day today overall um it felt really warm uh when i was walking the dogs so i figured it's probably around 70 degrees or so but um you know like this, this is the heart of the season right i mean you have a bunch of majors lined up from april pretty much into the summer and then going straight into essentially nationals for the end of the year. Um, but, I mean, what have you been up to through, like, yeah, I guess technically it's now a forced off-season for everybody. I mean, what have you been doing other than dry firing? Live firing, too. Yeah, I mean, now that ranges are pretty much closed, right? I mean, do you know if they're still well, open? Well, we have a friend's farm to shoot at. True. I, I guess that's true, too. Um, yeah, so I, I think the, so the farm I shoot on is... I guess we shoot on, it gets a little mudded down sometimes, so if it rains like at all during the week, I basically can't shoot there. And unfortunately, it's been rainy here for the last, it's been rainier here for the last few years than it has been in the past. So it's it's a little harder to get out, but I think like Nord, Northern Virginia Gun Club is still open and stuff like that, but like I know my friend's range, my old range that I was a member of when I lived in Maryland is closed, probably because it's all boomers and, I mean, yeah, you know, they're Because it's Isaac prone. Walton, right? I mean, that's... yeah. That's, you know, usually uh, at least the word on the street. An right? older demographic, should we yeah, say. Yeah, a lot of people sighting in hunting rifles and stuff. So it's, it, I guess, almost to be expected that they're going to close it down for those folks who are possibly at risk. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I so think... I mean, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think 
we've just been playing video games a lot. Yeah, lots of. Let's take a large of... portion of the time because we have nothing better to do at this point. I mean, what? I wasn't it Lucas Botkin talking about how playing video games could help your life fire with like reflexes and stuff. Some other I'm not gonna lie, I don't think that works because my reflexes are poop <laughs> and I play super freaking twitchy and like reckless when I play Call of Duty. Bro, you could be... <laughs> I, I don't think this translates. You could totally be super twitchy shooting ESPSA. <laughs> I want to hit the target. I, I tried it once and I got what six mics on that stage. It was a good time. You got six mics on us on like a 20 round stage. Yeah, dude, it was 20... um. Something I mean, like that, yeah. It was like I mean, 18 rounds, something like that. I was pretty much running that stage like I would be running one of those uh, tutorials with my open 1911 on <laughs> Call of Duty. So yes, yeah, it does dude. not work. So, so you're, it's two hits per paper. Your your guns don't kill in one shot like we like it, your LED5 does in hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> so so who knows? Maybe Warzone will help out with that, right? Because the whole core aspect, you got to actually put shots on target. So no, bro. Warzone is for boot practice. What? This is this is us. We're like us playing plunder is us preparing for all the looters and everything, you know, coming coming in year twenty twenty one when uh COVID nineteen has taken over the world. Like when it's COVID twenty one or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean I feel like we spend more time blundering other places than us getting attacked, so yeah, so it's giving us good practice to to be aggressive in tactics but also be extremely defensive. Yeah, it's either way. Um, yes, it's kind of bug practice, but it's also not the best because I'm going to get yeeted really early in the bug if I play like I do in Call of Duty. So um, You go exploring. <laughs> I'll be like, here, take all my cash. I'm going to go out and explore. Well, no, you won't because in real life you have your wife to keep a ball and chain on you. That's true. Then She'll keep it, And you have to stay for the dogs. Then pretty much I'll just be waiting and putting makeshift claymores. Uh, ATF boys, please don't be listening. Because <laughs> I saw some uh, some memes about people taking like PVC and shotgun shells. Yeah, it doesn't look like a fun time. Unless well, you you heard about the guy? Um, you remember the guy who got killed by the police in Maryland? Yeah. Uh huh. He had his room booby trapped with toe poppers. It's just crazy. Like what the? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. It's a crazy time in our timeline. Um, who knows what's what else is gonna happen with this COVID stuff? Cause I mean, what I think they have three million uh unemployment claims now through employment insurance or something. It's I feel like it's gonna get nuts soon. Um, well, so that's why the so Congress is passing a bill to bolster unemployment to make it payable for 13 weeks, and I think it's up to a certain percentage of your pay, um, like a larger percentage of your pay. Gotcha. I know, so, yeah. so hopefully that will help people through, and then you know we'll get the Trump bucks and everything, maybe. So you know, this... ho hopefully stuff like that does pass. You know, regardless of your political leaning. I mean, um, pe people will usually complain that this is a you know a, a big company bailout, but. What people fail to realize, I think, right? I mean, the if companies go under, people lose jobs, and people lose jobs, the economy starts to falter a little bit, and there's not as much money floating through the economy. And so, yes. well, if companies if if companies start folding even more because companies are closing left, right, and center. My friend who works at a car dealership, um, he's a salesman there. They just furloughed all of their sales staff. Yeah. They have no income for 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 the foreseeable future because no one's buying cars right now. Um. So, you know, like everyone's being affected this for, for, for us who work in, in, uh, like pro professional financial services, like you and I, yeah, mm -hmm. we, we don't, we're not affected by this. And like I said, at the beginning, we're uh, of this podcast, we're extremely blessed to be not affected by this. Um, and people like government employees and stuff like that, none of us 
none of us are particularly impacted. But for your normal everyday person who doesn't do that, who doesn't sit, sit on his butt every day, in front of a computer, this is very this is very real, yeah, and I this mean, is very crap hits the fan. It it really is, and I think you know again politics aside, right? We, there needs to be some stimulus package that hits the general public because, you know, three. I, I mean, technically we're in a recession now. I think it's official. Um, and you know, with with the bubble, you know, the stock market bubble and everything, we're it's probably a very fragile time for a lot of people and their expenses. Um, people who are ready to retire. I mean, this is pretty much going to hinder a lot of folks. You know, normal regular people, not just the big corporations. So. Yeah, my my retirement, my TSP's gone down considerable percentage. Yeah, I, I think I, I in mean, in my personal portfolio, I lost about fifteen percent. Yeah, and, and I that's I, not good. I know a lot of people. You know, they're running Roth IRAs for all their stuff, or you know, traditional IRAs, and not using four hundred one ks. And you know, you can imagine. I, I I know some people who've lost you know forty to fifty percent of their retirement assets, and so it's not. It's just <laughs> it's just a very uncertain time. And so, you know, for not only for USPSA, but just in general, and everybody's got to stay safe, uh, head on a swivel type of thing. Because, you know, if if the, if it gets any worse, I mean, I have no clue what to expect in the next month or two or even next year. Like you said, 2021, like who knows where we're going to be. Yeah. And I think, I think if it came at any time, I think it picked a decent time to, to become so pervasive. Um, I'm talking about coronavirus. Uh-huh. Um, because we're still pretty early in the shooting season, and like in places like you know Minnesota, Michigan, places like that, the shooting season hasn't even really started yet because it's so cold there still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I th- I think it did pick for the most part a better time to come because hopefully by summer or or late spring or early summer we'll see this really start to decline and everyone can pick up pick back up on the shooting season. But in the meantime, we're at a point where we can. Um, it, this provides an opportunity for us to practice um, in, and get and get time to to you know hone in on on our skills that we want to focus on for 2020. Yeah, and, and nationals is still on schedule for all for all we know. And I'm USPSA is currently not anticipating having to move uh, a factory gun or uh, race gun nationals right now yeah which is good and i think you know like you were mentioning you know i i feel like you know steven comes to mind mostly because i you know he's been practicing really hard for was it single stack nationals what he was trying to is that was that supposed to be next month no Um, no he's not shooting single stack nationals at all oh so i because i remember he was was it he was practicing for a big match and I, i know he was practicing nonstop, and it was getting to the point where uh bad day at a match would just you know be mentally devastating because area uh, six that's what it was gotcha yeah yeah. because i mean he'll he's been practicing all the time doing a ton of live fire shooting a lot of matches and um and i feel like this might have been not been a bad thing for a lot of people who didn't take an off season to just kind of take it easier for a little bit you know and i think um pushing too hard is good but at the same time you got to dial back a little bit and hopefully this will be somewhat of a an off season for folks a forced one and who, who knows we might see people shooting better than they were um, you know, even just a month or two ago from taking, you know, a couple months off. Yeah. And I, so, so I think, I hope, and I pray that this will really have a minor impact on our sport. Um, and I think I was watching Ben's podcast and everyone was saying that like, yeah, they're just going to use this as an opportunity to train. It's a world shoot year too. 
So oh, so hopefully right. it's not going to get too wild. Yeah. Um, but I think now national, if nationals is still a go, I think nationals might be busier than. I think last year the production nationals didn't fill up, but I think this year it might just by the sheer volume of people who are aging to shoot. I'm considering shooting both nationals this year. Yeah, I mean, like if let's say, because what is it? We shot like five majors in the span of like three months around that around this time, right? Um, and I mean, if if those are all canceled or you just haven't been able to sign up, then people will have more money to shoot majors, and they're going to be itching to shoot the majors. And why not shoot every nationals you can this year, right? Yeah, pretty much. That that's how I feel, and I just want to shoot. Like, e- even if it's you know, um, even if it's nationals, I still want to shoot for the sake of shooting because this is, like, this is pretty much what I, like, this is the only thing I enjoy pretty much outside of playing video games. Yeah, I, for me, it's probably I don't know, the only sleeping. It's probably the only sport slash physical activity that I do, and even then, it's not much. And you know, it's definitely a stress relief to do so, and with the season pretty much shut down right now i mean hopefully i'll find another outlet for it and because i'm not gonna lie sometimes playing plunder gives me stress so <laughs> i've thrown my mouse at my, at my monitor before because of uh because of plunder yeah so I mean, that's what regular call regular call of duty is okay for blowing steam off true that, that is um, true um yeah but, but but i think i'm just gonna focus largely on doing what i can to maintain my shooting skill for the most part, I don't want to deteriorate anymore. Yeah, and I th- I think that's gonna be the hardest challenge for for everybody, right? During this time, is to actually stay motivated to keep practicing. Because I could very well see what happened to me happen to a lot of people, where it's, well, the shooting season's kind of died down. Um, I'm gonna go take care of some other things. I want to explore some of the other hobbies that I enjoy. And then before you know, it's been like two months and you haven't dry fired at all. And so, um, I think the yep. hardest part is just gonna be stay motivated, keep the dry fire going. Um, or just doing something related that keeps your mind in the game, like having to reload ammo for the next eight seasons if you have the components to do so, um, and just spending the time to go through and do that stuff. So. Yeah. Well, last I checked, the powder I use, no one, no one wants. It smells terrible, and it's <laughs> not. You know, it's not, and like so. So all the normies buy tight group, and all the fancy boys buy N320. I'm. Right in between where I buy a powder that no one else uses for the most part. Because <laughs> it's cat litter. Um, it smells like used cat it litter. It smells so freaking bad. It's awesome. It's um, pretty terrible. But I mean, so and I guess it's different though. How many grains of powder do you use for 40? 5.4. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean like for, for the guy shooting tight group, it's three grains pretty much for 147 grain bullets. And but so, tight group is so bad. It's, it is, but a jug of it will get you like... 25,000 rounds of nine minor with 147 grains. Yeah, it is it is really really cheap. But it, so yeah. I conveniently found that uh so I have two powder micrometers, one for 180 grains, which is 4.7 grains and one for 165 grains, which is 5.4 grains. I found that uh, like browsing Binos, I found that shooting 125 grain 9 millimeter minor, you can use 4.7 grains of uh, of of super target Oh, so no I think I think I'm gonna put some money into converting the 650 over to nine millimeters so I can get some more time behind the Beretta. Yeah, and... or or just uh, don't break my press when you use it. <laughs> I can't not break your press. Your press breaks when it sees me. It's like how your dog pees when she sees me. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. And for, for those of you who don't know, Chris's dog might like me more than she more than she likes him. But every time I see her. She pisses herself. She's pissed in his shoes before, too. It was pretty hilarious. 
Yes, and she yeah. peed outside on the pavement, rolled over on her back. Yeah, that, the that last was, time I saw that her. That's definitely a weird one. Um, I mean, she's a weird dog. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, so but, yeah, and and I break Chris's press every time I use it, so I'm not allowed to touch his press. Oh, so either way, I'm I'm getting five hundred rounds through it, and I'll <laughs> run ten, and then it'll break. <laughs> so I'm I'm planning on loading up. Uh, so I've got what thirty six hundred blues right now, uh, probably close to fifteen hundred Montana golds, hoping to load up everything and just load like eight thousand rounds of minor is the hope before the season starts picking up again. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, worst case scenario, I have this whole bucket of HSTs I can shoot. True. True, and I've got a bunch of uncoated bullets too, which I could use in a pinch. So yeah, so I think, and the nice part is, people don't know that you can still use small rifle and magnum primers in regular small pistol. Yes. Or, so or, or worst case scenario, I'm just gonna buy a buckload of magnum rifle primers and shoot those. Yeah, or maybe it's not that they don't know that you can, they're just a bunch of weenies, and they're like, my reloading book from 15 years ago says that it's got to be this and that and this, and so yep. I'm not going to deviate from that. Yep. So so maybe, so maybe competition shooters are a little crazier than the rest, but I've definitely shot a couple... I've shot at least 3,000 rounds of small rifle primers, and it's been fine. Yeah, I mean... In my 40. Are, I mean, people already think we're crazy because we shoot 9 major... Um, you are crazy for shooting 9 Major. 9 Major sucks. After, sh after hey. shooting uh, Kevin's 38 Super Comp, I don't want to shoot anything else. Hey, hey, but at the same time, I don't want to be on my hands and knees all day, including the weekends, picking up brass. So, let's not do that. No, you're just, but you, you know, you're you're well off enough. <laughs> I'm, where, not, uh, I'm not rich enough to, buy to all shoot that brass. Super Comp and just forget about the brass at practice. No way. <laughs> if I shot 38 Super Comp, you'd pretty much just never see me live fire, except for a for a match or a major match. And it won't be because of money, it'll be because you're too cheap to buy more, and you're too lazy to pick it up. Dude, I, I did one season picking up brass, and I was like, I'm never doing this ever again. It's just You should just it. get a 38 Super Comp upper. I could. Uh, that's because I think you can use the same shell plate on the 1050, right? You just yeah. need to replace the. Uh, you just need a new tool head. No, you don't. Even, you just need to change the. Uh, the sizing die. Pretty much the sizing die, and then the uh, just the seating depths and everything. So call up Adam and Atlas and get yourself a 38 Super Comp upper. Hey, if I were eligible for Trump bucks, I might, but I'm not eligible for Trump bucks, so I'm not going. This to is Chris it. subtly saying that he's too rich for stimulus but too poor to get a 38 super comp upper so i'm in that dead zone yeah Sometimes. that sucks yeah but i mean i've definitely thought about it but it i just you know how if anything is logistically not convenient it stresses me out so um probably won't do that <laughs> um this is true uh, you're lazy yes oh, and I'm unmotivated when it comes to doing gun things unless it's buying them and just shooting them. If I could just shoot them, I would be very happy. But I have to. Well, talk about your carry optic setup. What are you gonna do with that then? Um, I have two mags that have what Arredondo base pads on them, and supposedly do 22 plus one. And I'm probably just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I have a plate tech holster for it, um, and that's I'm just gonna leave it as is and shoot it with stupid capacity magazines. And we'll just have you fun get, with it. You should get the MBX mags. 
dude i've thought about it but for like 130 bucks a magazine and then having to get a metal mag catch dude i don't uh, i don't know metal mag catch is an upgrade bro just don't use plastic mags in it because then you'll be breaking regular glock mags i i do agree it probably is an upgrade and the mbx mags would actually probably be really sweet um but i'm also afraid that one day i want to show up to a match and my mags won't go into my open gun because I brought a stupid Glock MBX mag instead of my 2011 mags. So you, so you mark the magazines like an intelligent person. Hey, hey, that's to let you know which one is. <laughs> that's asking way too much for a weekend hobby. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot. We're talking anything that causes difficulties and logistics and effort you're not interested in. Well, well, not only that. I mean, for freaking hundred thirty dollar magazines, I could get like three extended mags for like plastic mags, and it just doesn't seem worth it. I don't know. Um, I've thought about it. I just don't think it's worth it for for what it is. I feel like if I were to take shooting a Glock and carry optics seriously, maybe I would. But I, pff, I don't even know what I'm gonna shoot this one in carry optics. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe. this season's kind of up in the air as a whole, so I don't even... I'm working with the area director right now to think about or, or to, to to start kind of drafting out a contingency plan for Area 8. I'm not expecting it to go through August because um, we're at the tail end of August, too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not expecting anything to happen for Area 8. As far as I'm concerned, we're still a go. Um, West Virginia got a hold of the, the COVID thing really, really soon. Um, I think within a week of their first case, they shut everything down, basically. I mean, West Virginia um, can probably afford to do that, though. Let's be real. Um, oof. <laughs> no, we all need our coal to power our freaking lights, dude. We need West Virginia to function as a whole, so... I mean, yeah. I, I guess they should get a lid on it. <laughs> and I feel um, like, yeah. Um, yeah, and so hopefully, but we're, we're, we're drafting contingency right now. Gotcha, so. and hopefully it all works out because you know Area Eight is always a great match. I feel like the ever since I've been shooting ESPSA, it's been a great match, and so it it would suck to see it get canceled, especially. Well, you know the match director this year, and you know nothing good can come of this. Yeah, this is probably gonna be the worst one that's ever been hosted from a difficulty and hate level. So. Um, yeah. I'm pretty hey, we're gonna have a bunch of vendors out there, hopefully, though. So nice, yeah. And and I'm really excited to see people complain about it on Facebook and Instagram because oh, people already complained. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, um, because the match is full. If you haven't signed up, you're a not getting in right now. Um, and and b, we made you send a check because Stripe started canning uh comp- started canning organizations with accounts that involved guns um and one of them was a very close club to the to the like proximity wise to the area director so him and i opted to have people send checks in and it also saves us several thousand dollars which lets us put it towards the match yeah because people got all uppity about it we, we could talk about this for an entire podcast probably but the gist of it right is that stripe charges quite a bit per transaction um and then for every refund there's another, or I guess they, they keep the fee, right? Or they charge another they, they, fee? No, so to issue the refund, you, you so you issue the full refund, but you don't get back the processing fee you paid on top. Yeah, and so clubs were losing money on major matches. And so, yep. um, and then with all this, it pretty much made sense for practice score to can it. And so I know that they're looking for another alternative, but, um, you know, checks, I, I think, I yeah. That could be its own podcast episode too. It's the uh, honestly for, from a 
from from a manage from a cash management standpoint, it's not the it's not the best way to do it. Um, and like it just makes more work on our end. And it realistically doesn't add that much more work to the people paying. So I don't see why they're complaining. Like you can go online and send a check through your bank without ever having to write a check. Except I'm pretty sure most millennials don't don't know that, or they don't know how stamps work, or where the return address goes on a letter to send. So, I think millennials do. I think it's the Zoomers who don't. <laughs> the Zoomers. The people who uh, are a few years younger than us, Chris. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, I mean, it was it was a whole like the match filled up, so it, it it's just a everything is just fiasco right now. But yeah, I'm not planning on canceling the match at this point. Yep, and you know, like like we said earlier, hopefully it all blows over before Area 8 ends up actually happening. Well, hopefully it blows over before, like, Buckeye Blast. Yeah, that's true, too. And, you know, I feel like we're going to see people who are either going to take the season very seriously, like they were planning on, and you might see some people shooting fun divisions for the rest of the year. Um, we'll see what camp I fall under. L10, baby! L10? Dude, open L10. 10. Yeah. Ooh. Open Yo, give me some nine, some nine major. I'll shoot it out of the uh, 92x. Dude, we'll, we can make a video on it. We'll branch out CSRG YouTube channel where Q oh my shoots gosh. or uh, the 92x with uh, some with spicy, no comp spicy and, and, and no optic. Hey, we we obviously know that it works though. Like, well, I mean, yeah, I would hope so because JJ's got one well, and no, it's no, no, the no, exact no. same gun except he's got a comp. No, no, I mean like being able to shoot a nine major round out of a gun without a compensator. We know that it works because somebody shot an entire match doing that once. So, like, we at yeah, least that's kind of that scary works. to think about. Okay, everything works, but the question is for how long. <laughs> it's, like, fu it's funny though because after South Carolina, I saw a nine millimeter. Uh, a 9mm 2011 for sale, and I was like, oh god, maybe that's the gun that shot 9 Major out of it the entire match. Yeah, you don't want to touch that gun. <laughs> nope. If you do want to shoot freaking sub-minor loads out of it for the rest of its life. Pretty much. Um, that's terrifying. And it wasn't even like 165 power factor in 9 Major, it was like 175, so it was, <laughs> it was spicy. For those that don't know, somebody was shooting uh, limited major at South Carolina and was no, no, he signed up shooting limited major. Yes, and then he went to Chrono, and they're like shooting limited minor. He goes, "No, I'm shooting nine major ammo." Yeah, and he Chrono 175, but in limited you have to shoot 40, so he just ended up getting bumped to minor, and he was pissed. But you know what? Sucks, suck. If you don't know the rules, that sucks for you. You should learn the rules. <laughs> learn the rules before you go shoot a major with. And well, actually, no, before buying a gun. <laughs> not that, the, not that shooting nine major out of a, out of an uncomped 2011 is smart anyway. But like somebody bought a nine millimeter 2011 to shoot limited major in. <laughs> the well, it's a good idea on paper. <laughs> Except on the paper that has the rules on it because you can't do that, so. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're not doing printed rule books anymore, bro. Hey, it's all online now. It's not hey, paper. Everyone's got their cell phones anyways. Yeah, but your cell phone's not made of paper, is it? So you need it, to stop being wrong because it it's be. not it's not on paper. I mean, it, it could be paper. Okay, either way, don't shoot 9 Major out of a 9mm 2011 if it's not comped. That's stupid. Please don't. And uh, with that, we will leave you as we're almost hitting 50 minutes. Um, yeah, we, we haven't we haven't done this in a while, so I feel like we really I feel like we deserve to go over for sure. And we'll, hopefully we'll find out a better audio solution because um, this I, I'm I guarantee you the audio is not going to be as good as we want it to. Um, but either way, we're back. We'll be putting out more episodes, and hopefully we'll be not social distancing anytime soon. 
where we can get yep, our and audio evidently the CSRG beta we're currently running with our algorithm at Shadowhawk is on hold because there are not doing any matches. So I can't say is broken and on hold. So yeah, I can't do I can't put in any work if there's if there's uh, no input for me to work with. So again, we'll... yeah, this is where we're at. Everything's kind of on hold right now. We'll see how it plays out, and uh, at the very least, we'll keep entertaining you with our bad banter. <laughs> Horrid banter. We should get some of our friends that we shoot with on because we're on uh, we're yeah, on we're the online now. now. Yeah, and we can do all the dumb stuff. Oh geez, we might get kicked off Podbean or whoever hosting services after they hear our stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Banned from Discord. Or, or you know, we'll actually start the CSRG YouTube channel. We'll start doing live whatever with webcams, or we'll start streaming Call of Duty and talking about USPSA. Who knows? I'm not ready to be a cam girl. Dude, what is it? I'm not at that emotional level of trauma. <laughs> if you are, it's good for you, but bro, I'm not ready to cam like you are. Was it only OnlyFans or whatever it was that people were talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you, I mean, you don't even have to cam. You just have to just show your gameplay. Nobody wants to see your face anyways. No one wants to see my gameplay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my graphics card can't run that anyway. My freaking... I don't have the... My... my 970 doesn't have the capacity to run freaking uh, Call of Duty on on Ultra and stream it. True, true. I'm pretty sure mine. Was that a bandwidth thing? Is that a bandwidth thing or is it a GPU? Uh, GPU and CPU. Um, so. Oh no no no! I can't do that. My computer's way too old. (laughs) Oh jeez. We'll we'll find a way to engage people. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's going stir crazy anyways. If you're an extrovert, and so we'll find. I'm going stir crazy, and I hate people. Uh, I just but, want to shoot guns. But you secretly do like people, so... No, 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 no. Okay, so I like people... I, I really... I, I like the people that I really like. I hate the people that I like. And I like the people that I don't know. You feel me? Yes, I do. It's like, I like all of my close friends. And I like my girlfriend. And I like, I like my close friend's parents sometimes. Everyone else, I kind of hate. Except for the people you don't know. Because you don't know them. But for so the people I don't them. know, I treat them pretty nicely because, you know, I don't know you. If I if, if I don't like you, I'm not going to hate you. Yeah. I feel you. If that tracks. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll find some fun ways to engage. And who knows, maybe we'll throw up a Discord channel for people to come. Uh, oh, no. To do some shenanigans online. And who knows, maybe we'll start doing CSRG COD parties. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Wow, this is going to be like Ralph breaks the internet, except Chris and Keanu break the internet. Pretty much, it's going from uh, data analytics and podcasting to come play stupid things for us. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Oh, we can have a Twitch channel, dude. We can freaking make money off of this. This is our revenue stream. Forget data a- analytics. I think pretty much you've got to get on camera without a shirt on for us to make money. So. And. I thought you weren't ready for that. No, but you are. To an extent, maybe. I don't know. We'll okay, well, I'll put my dog in a chair or something. When we, we can put our dogs in chairs and just have them live stream. And then we we'll be totally playing in the background. And then my dog can... won't sit still. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. It, it'll be fun. Again, maybe we'll invite some people. I know Caleb's been uh, doing podcasts as well, so I don't know how they've been doing it, but if they're... Uh, they just record to... on Skype or something or Hangouts, and then they just rip the audio. Gotcha. Um, and then they post the video on, on the on the YouTube. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, maybe we'll see if Kayla wants to do something 
a collab between the two. A collab? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I think we're way too stupid for them. For them though, they might just never want us back. Which <laughs> we'll at least get our foot in the door the first time around. Uh, but all right, let's hit them up. Let's let's try and. Yeah, but yeah. let's hit him up. We'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, if with the whole quarantine thing anyways, I mean, might you know, might as well, right? Uh, yeah, I need another hobby. Like, I can not I can only roast so much coffee. Like, I got my <laughs> roaster back from my parents that I've had. And, like, it's been there for, like, unused for the last four years. Oh, and I just took it back and I started roasting coffee again because I got freaking nothing better to do. Yeah, no, and so maybe you got to explore the more technical side of uh, the shooting industry and we'll, who knows? find a way to make money mm. and then we i already am on the technical side i'm freaking running a match and it's crazy but that's like the people side the business side but i mean more like find ways to revolutionize it i don't know i'm talking out of my butt now uh, but either way maybe we'll make money and we could pay somebody to build us a database to do this stuff automatically for us we we're supposed to do that over winter but we didn't because your life went to mess yeah it's still debatably it's still a mess so we'll figure that out yeah but with everyone dying now i think it's less of a mess than it was before i don't know because i feel like now that everyone's working from home people are actually having to work because they can't slack off in the office and i feel like i've been busier than i was last year because people are actually working but i can't say that at work so <laughs> yeah. aren't you still on the clock it's a thursday um luckily not not today there's no release going until one in the morning today so um, probably cook dinner and we'll play some Call of Duty. Hell yeah. We're going to play some Plunder later? Yeah, we'll Plunder some. Nope, I can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just don't run WoW in the background like you did last time to kill your frames. Hey, I just needed to get into queue because there was like a three-hour wait time or something dumb. You're dumb. Was that just to play with your wife? Yeah, no, but that's the other thing. Uh, COVID-19 has pretty much made everybody house in house arrest, and so everyone started playing video games again. And so, like, remember a COD server shut down that other day because they probably got DDoS or something dumb? Uh, We're effectively DDoSing them because of because of traffic. Yeah, cause, I think because there's nothing to do anymore. So people like Netflix is doing very well apparently revenue-wise. Um, all the VPN services are getting slammed. Servers. Frozen getting... Two is out on Disney Plus if you guys want to watch it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I watched it. Yo, we should do an after hour CSRG after hours. Where we just drink and do karaoke. Oh no. Yeah. Are we karaoke actually, online while playing Call of Duty. We already do that with Vanessa Carlton whenever we uh, drop into downtown on. Yeah. We, on uh. We could just start streaming it. Plunder. Oh no. <laughs> People would literally want us dead if they heard us singing. That's true. Maybe we won't do that. Maybe we will. Who knows? Stay tuned. Your dogs probably cry every time they hear you sing Vanessa Carlton when you're dropping in plunder. They just cry in general when I'm around. No, Mimi's a good girl. They just she just wants food from me. So <clears throat> I'm just All right, one... well, I, I think I think we've overstayed our welcome with the internet. I think so too. We're at like fifty five I I still have to figure out how to rip the audio from this, so that'll be fun. You just type in on the tail end dot MP three. Oh, we'll give that a try. I'll make sure to copy the file. <laughs> That's not how that works. See what happens. It works with some file formats. Uh, you can get an audio ripper. It, so I'll figure it out. Maybe does Windows still have Movie Maker or whatever it was? Either way, yeah. I yeah, well, you can still get Movie Maker on yeah. Windows, but you can just download a free audio ripper, dude. It's 
but it's not that sketchy. Additional compression, etc., etc. But I guess it's not like the audio quality is going to be great, anyways. I think we might need additional compression anyway because it's freaking video. True. The files are get, the files going to end up huge. Not not if I rip the the audio. Either way, I don't think anybody wants to hear this. Um, but everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Chris. I'm Keanu. Possibly shoot well. Hopefully shoot well. <laughs> we, we might not see you on the range. So. <laughs> Possibly see you with social distancing. So. Six feet away. Yep. Bye.